Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Moneyline Madness, episode 13 now. We're getting up there. We're getting up there in the books, boys. I'm here with my boys, Andrew Bucato, Steven Anderson. Say what's up to the people, fellas. We're back. Andy, how we feeling? What's up, everybody? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. I am very, very ready. I've been waiting since we dropped the last episode to talk about these Sweet 16 games. So without further ado, let's just hop right in. Kicking off, we have Arkansas going up against the powerhouse, the number one, the big Gonzaga, Drew Timmy, Chet Holmgren. How are we feeling about this game? Andy, you want to go first? Yeah, I, I said it, I think, last night on the Twitter spaces. I think the line on this one, the plus nine and a half, a little high for me. I watched Arkansas this year. They're actually, they are a national championship team that I think is just going to fall short in this one. But nine and a half is a lot. So I, I would I would say it's a close game. If you're going to bet the spread, bet Arkansas. But if you're going to bet the money line, Gonzaga is probably the way to go. I have them in the national championship. So I would go. I would go Gonzaga in this one, but it'll be a close one. Yeah, I think you and I share a lot of similar feelings on this game. Gonzaga, obviously a powerhouse. Arkansas plays very gritty basketball, though, so I I am kind of leaning in their favor with the plus nine and a half. And I do agree as well with Gonzaga probably going to come out on top overall, so probably not a bad play on the money line there. But I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on the over-under of 155. To me, that seems like a fairly high number for a college basketball game, but Maybe I'm not seeing something like, do they score a lot of points traditionally, these two teams? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I think yesterday was actually set at like one of 35. So this is kind of an insane. Wow. Game. It dropped 20 it's, points, bro. I'm I'm pretty sure on spaces when we talked about it last night, it was 137 and a half. Like wow. about that. So That's a massive leap. Yeah, that is. I, uh, I, I don't know. I college basketball is just so tough because honestly, like I don't want to touch money lines here because I would be bet like, for my head, it's saying Gonzaga's going to win. Obviously, they're the better team. But minus 500 just doesn't seem really like that worth it to me. I really like Drew Timmy's player performance double for a double-double and a Gonzaga win. That kind of makes it a little bit easier to balance. That comes in at plus 155. So, I mean, the difference in that is just obviously you're doubling your mo- more than doubling your money in that case in comparison to having to drop nearly five times that amount for a Gonzaga win. So I do think that nine and a half, might be a little steep. I could see them this being like a six to eight point game, but that's usually how it goes. It's always going to be a sweater with the spread right down to the wire and definitely under 155. It's going to be a little slower pace than people think. Yeah, I was going to lean the under too. If I had to make a decision, I was probably going to go with the under and I'm just looking at Chet Holmgren's stats here real quick because he's at 20 plus points and a victory for Gonzaga at plus 280s. And that's, I mean, that's plus money all day, and it seems only, like 20 points isn't that hard to attain. Yeah, the only reason I'm a little sketchy on 20 points is because of how good Arkansas's defense is, and they have very long guards. So I think that, I don't know. If they could just kind of limit how much facilitation's going on to him down low. But I also, I that's just playing devil's advocate. I could also yeah, no, I feel your trepidation for sure. see him. I mean, he's the best player in the country, like, easily right now. That's left in the tournament, so... And he's he's been flexing it, Andy. I don't know if that's a little hot take for me, but uh, who was that about? I'm sorry, about I was looking at chat, sexy chat. Oh, you would take Looks him like over. Looks like he had uh, only nine Bonchero? points in his last game against right, Memphis. Only nine right points. now. I mean, 
right now he's just I don't he's looking like the most consistent like the all like NBA ready wise like oh Chet, yeah Chet is that guy I think because of his body right he's so different in that way so I think it's he does look NBA ready from that but I think in terms of players in the tournament I it's a guy on St Peter's we'll probably talk about I think he might be having the best tournament although Colin Gillespie at Villanova too so there's a lot of guys who have had the best tournament but in terms of an NBA ready guy definitely Chet yes. Speaking of Villanova, do you want to segue us right into the next matchup? We got Michigan taking on Nova. A little oh, uh, yeah. minus five action for Nova on the spread, minus 230 on the money line. What you think? I, well, I know Steve would love this. This is my national champion. I, I've seen them. Let's hear it, baby. I love Jay Wright. I've loved him for years, and I really love the team he put together. They, he's, he's one of those old-school coaches who kind of just decided, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shoot the three a lot. And this team shoots the three a lot, and they drill them. Um, Colin, Colin Gillespie, I just brought him up. He is He's been amazing in the first couple of games. I expect it to continue. Michigan's a bit – is it's not really a Cinderella story. They were not an 11 seed. I made that pretty clear from the beginning. I did not think this was a bad team. They were an 8 or 9 seed that got an 11. But I think their luck runs out here because I think they have – Villanova has some size that's able to neutralize Hunter Dickinson, who's been – because of his height, he's been insane. So because of Villanova being able to neutralize him and hit the three, I'm thinking Villanova in this one, and I think they cover the minus five. We talked about it a little bit on the spaces yesterday. What do you think of that Colin Gillespie three threes and a Nova win at plus 180? I would draw that. I would, he, he shoots about, I think, seven or eight each game, and he's been shooting about 50% in the first two games from three, so I would say four that or sounds five. Sounds about like three, four. Yeah, yeah. 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 Steve. Like Matt said earlier, just to play devil's advocate on that one, it seems like 3-3 should be pretty attainable, but I feel like sometimes in these games that are going to be closely contested, like it, you'll be able to tell early on whether those shots are going to be falling or not. And obviously he's been shooting at a high clip this entire tournament, but sometimes guys catch a cold night and like I could see Villanova winning and then have him having two threes. I mean, it's obviously attainable, but just like you said earlier, just to play the other side and Whenever I look on a player's like three plus threes types of thing or four plus threes, and that's what I'm betting on for the night, my main goal is if I really think that we're going to win that bet without sweating it until the very last second, I think that I need to see at least one three-pointer within the first five minutes of the game. And you, that's really when it yeah. – if, without that, like if he misses, as long as there's one attempted, if he misses, then like whatever, like he'll probably still have the volume and keep shooting. But if he – makes it obviously like we're already one third of the way there you're five minutes into the game like at the most and then you have just so much ground you don't even have to cover anymore so it really comes down to can he get a shot off from the three within that first five yeah because we kind of talked about that last night I actually placed a bet in that Knicks Hornets game like for two or more three-point shots to be made in the first three minutes I chose no I actually hit on that but it's kind of Almost to like just branch off of your point, like you can tell early on if shots are falling, guys are going to pretty much hit their three point mark, going to hit that player prop. If not, yeah. it, it could be a long night. Watching that game, I think it took until like the four minute mark in the quarter for the Hornets to finally hit a three pointer. So yeah, that was uh, that was definitely brutal for them. Yeah, I think the key for Villanova is the reason they're able to shoot so many threes is they can pass so well. They're actually they pass a ridiculous amount of times. Like they will they're a lot like the Spurs in the NBA with that. They pass and they get wide open threes. For some reason, Gillespie's the one that's always left open. I don't know why. So that's why he shoots so many. So 
If if Michigan can't cover that, then yeah, he's he's gonna get a lot of three point opportunities. So I being think, that they pass a lot, do you think that the over is gonna hit easily on that fast paced type of thing? Yeah, they're a fast paced, and that's a low over under. That's a fast paced team, and Michigan can also score. I don't want to count them out. They can also play. They can play. They got a point guard as a senior. It's gonna be. It could be his last game. You know, seniors in that position always go crazy. So, um, and they have Dickinson who can rebound like crazy. Let me tickle your guys' fancy with this real quick, though, because I'm looking right below the Colin Gillespie player performance double for the three points made and Villanova win. He's there listed for Colin Gillespie 20-plus points in a Villanova win. If you guys think that he's going to be getting it going from beyond the arc and he is kind of like their number one source of offense and you guys think that Villanova is going to win, maybe look at that at plus 350 because the odds, I mean, that's a big spike. 20-plus points. I mean, if you're making three-plus threes, that's nine points right there. You get in the paint a couple times, like you're mixing it up. 20 points isn't that unattainable. And at plus 350, I plus like 350, that. Plus 350, yeah. You can even throw like a, sm- a very small amount on that just to kind of flip it being in that it's a plus 350. You're getting so much value out of that. You don't have to, you know, put a whole unit on it. I don't sure. know. He, the reason I would say no is he hasn't scored 20 points since uh, he scored 20 points one time since uh, mid January. So, all right. That would be the only reason I wouldn't touch that one, but I do agree he could get hot and score that 35. Again, this, so. this is March. This is March. Facts. It's on, I think it's well, been on every tweet. Yeah. With that being said, being that it's March, I feel like it's only right that we go to the next game with one of the most madness of mad teams this season. Uh, the Duke Blue Devils taking on Texas Tech. They come in at plus one in the spread and minus 102 in the money line. Texas Tech being minus 118 in the money line. Another one of these games that FanDuel just truly, truly hates the consumer. You know, like you can't give us one guy or one team. I mean, that has plus odds that we could make some money off of at least, at least make it look appealing. You know, make me want to bet on it. But uh, how do you guys feel about this game? Because personally, Duke plus one, I'm salivating. Yeah. What does Vegas know that we don't? Duke is the favorite in this game. I, I don't understand how, how Texas Tech has the minus one here. They're they're not the better team. Duke's cl- no Duke's. I see you're making a face there, Steve. Duke is clearly the better. No, team. I agree with that. I was just looking at Gillespie's stats. He oh, scored okay, twenty okay. points against Ohio State in the last game. Okay, there you go. That's is that, and he's done <laughs> it once. Now fake news. Is just to, once co- or t- just to no, cover my ass because he had fourteen that. in the game previous against Delaware and then seventeen against Creighton. So I mean, he's right I at that twenty. Right there, yeah. Seventeen, eight, yeah, yeah, like, twenty though. He seventeen. Just saying, like I felt. <laughs> I felt slightly stupid, but I'm looking at it. I'm like, all right, I feel, like, decent. But getting back to the Duke game, I'm kind of on the same train of thought as you guys are. Like, what the hell don't we know right now? Because yeah, I, I can't believe I the spread is sitting like that. Like, yeah, what, what, I, it, plus one crazy. is, like, insane. And, like, honestly, I could even see, like, you could take plus one because that's going to hit. Like, that's pretty much a guaranteed hit. And then you could even take – I would even take the some of the winnings that you think you're already going to get and then sprinkle on – at plus 370, Peo Bonchero to score 20 and a Duke win. Plus like 370. Wild, bro. Yeah. How you guys feel, Steve, Andy? I like yeah. it. I'm, I'm right on the same way. You, you guys have a, uh, like, a, do you think anything, um, any other line, like, of this game, like, maybe a top point score over under? Because right now they're sitting at 137.5 as well, and I feel like that seems to be the trend of, like, 65 to 70 point quarters or halves, yeah. I mean. 
even if you wanted to go with Banchero to score 15 plus, that's at minus 170. You could parlay that with the spread. I'm just going to see what the odds come out to on that. It's not going to be as juicy as the player performance double, but I'm sure that it's still going to be a little Bruh, cheeky. They're not allowing me to actually. Oh my God. Yeah, you can't. That is. That's gross. Yeah, that is a violation. As much as we love Duke, if if you're rooting for Texas Tech here, I got one for you. Uh, at plus 600, Kevin O'Bainer to score 15 in the Texas Tech win. He's transferred from Oral Roberts, so he was he was on that Oral Roberts team last year. He scores, I think he scores 15 pretty. He gets close to 15 pretty consistently, like we were talking about for Gillespie. Uh, it's just more. I don't think Texas Tech's gonna win, which is why I wouldn't hit that one. But if you like, do think they're gonna win, if you're confident in them, if your son's on the team, maybe you take them. <laughs> So uh, maybe you take that. Uh, it's just it's my last season, man. Like this, just it's scripted, you know. Like I it's don't know scripted, if it's scripted but yeah, they're at least going pretty... to like they're at least going to the final four. There's just no, no way they're not. not having Coach K go to the final. Gonzaga, you know, in this in spaces last night, you guys alluded to kind of Vegas being like this grim reaper of of sorts, kind yes, of yes, that was having that a was hand kinda... in these games, and I'd never really kind of taken that line of thought but i mean it does seem like duke is kind of everybody wants them to make it to the final four so i could definitely see kind of i got the plan you could uh you could talk about like the fact that vegas kind of does play like they definitely play the odds a little bit like you see like in the nba finals everybody's uh you know picking the bucks to win and they're like you're picking the suns to win and they're like oh we like the bucks got to come through here you know get the effects into the reps like you know something's got to go down to where at least we could sway the charts a little bit yeah and so i think that that stuff definitely does happen but it's so hard to pick which side you're going to take afterwards because truly like you say everybody wants Duke to win. So I'm like, so does that mean that they're going to make them win or lose? Like, are people betting on Texas tech? Like, Oh, you know, like there's, they're an underdog there. There's no way that, you know, they're going to have Duke just, it's so scripted. If Duke just has this Cinderella run in coach K's last season, and then they, you turn around and Duke wins. Like, I don't know. I don't know where to go with that. I just want to be clear. I, this is not the WWE. They 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 don't script everything. All right. They, it's dude. It's I don't entirely know, possible that Duke could lose tonight. I just want to. I'm afraid our mics are going to cut off because right. they, they're listening in right now. Um. No. I I don't think it's scripted. I do think Duke's Duke's a really good team, so they could pass it off as it if it was. But I think we'll see if if they make it to the final four. I'll be a little fishy because I think Gonzaga's better than them. But I would love to. I want to see that game anyway. So I want Duke to win just so I could go see, go watch Gonzaga Duke. Come on, like that's a big game. That's that's two blue bloods. So I mean, that'd be a cool opportunity. But I'm afraid our mics are gonna cut off. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> the more I well, look at this too, real quick, Matt. Just before we go and switch to the next game, I'm looking yeah. at this. And, like I feel like they really want you to get a sense that this game's gonna be close. And now I'm thinking about it, like I could see Duke winning this thing by 15. Like I know yeah. that it's. All tournament games are typically close, but just getting that vibe, like we're talking about Duke being kind of that team of destiny right now, and like yeah. they want you to think it's going to be super closely competitive, so you'll place those bets and hopefully be wrong. They're hoping, but like no, I think Duke could blow them out of the water right now. Duke by eleven. Wait a minute. Funny you say that because then you go over to the win margin, and Duke blowout is actually the lowest odds on the win margin thing. So Texas Tech by eleven plus, they think has a easier chance of happening than duke by 11 plus wow yeah they're really high on texas tech here because that's crazy i would think in my eyes this game would be like a 
a Duke about four or five point line. Like I would favor them by four or five in this game. And they I have agree. not only do they have Texas Tech favored, they think that there's a better chance they blow them out than Duke. Has. Wow. I mean, Duke did struggle against Michigan State. They probably should have lost to. They were down late, and then Michigan State just they've been miscoached a couple times lately. But um, yeah, Duke probably shouldn't have won that game. But I still don't think that completely takes them out of their opportunity to be Texas Tech. I know Texas Tech played pretty well last week, but I don't know. Duke is Duke. Yeah. I think you pose a very <laughs> valid point, too, when it comes to coaching. Like, in these games in particular, and as we get closer to the championship, coaching is such a big yeah. part of the game, and Krzyzewski's obviously had plenty of experience in this moment. So, I mean, if it comes down to that, obviously leaning in Duke's favor. I really think I might ride with that Duke by 11 yeah. plus, plus 430. I like that. Yeah, I, really I do too. I think you bring so. up you bring up coaching. For some reason, when I watch the game, sometimes I'll I'll uh, refer to each coach as their first name because I know like all their names now. So sometimes I'll say them by their first name. My dad gets really annoyed by it. So don't be My surprised if I'm friend. saying their names. I call Jay Jay right. I call Jay right Jay all the time. Like, what are we doing? Like Jay? you know, him. like you guys. Yeah, like he's my friend. Friday. Yeah, you took him out yeah. for beers last week. Nice. <laughs> guys, right, we'll, we'll talk Houston, Arizona. Yeah, we got a little uh, – this is going to be a really good game, to be honest. I really – I think Houston's got a good squad. I wasn't expecting them to make it out of that last round, like, as clean as they did. But they, uh, they're they here. And Arizona is also a good team. They come in every year with, you know, just a powerhouse. So it's going to be tough. I really think for the value of it, I'm liking Houston at plus 105. But Arizona's defense is so hard. Knows that. I could see it going either way. But 145.5 is a lot on the over-under. So I'm going under on there. You and I are in a very similar wavelength today, Matt, because I saw that plus 105 and immediately it was like, mm, that looks a little tasty. But uh, again, I'm just all these tournament games. They're so hard to call. I would probably be ten, like I would go with that under at 145 and a half. I think that this could end up being one of them games where like both teams kind of start off slow. But ultimately, I, I think Arizona is probably going to get the dub. You want to know what's really deceiving me, being that like you're having the same thought process as me now. So I'm, I think you'll see this too, is that we're, we like that one, plus 105 on the money line, and the spread is plus 1.5, and that's minus 110. So there's a big discrepancy there between just two points. That, yeah. You know, like two total points. So I'm just – I'm trying to take into account that as well and i'm just i'm not sure andy how you feeling because we need uh, that little third perspective here yeah Yeah, i don't know did you guys did did you guys see the video of uh houston's locker room after their game no were they going nuts no No, i just want arizona to win so i never have to see kelvin sampson a 60 year old man shirtless i never want to see that so yeah no no arizona was the number one overall seed for a reason they when they play they put on a show Unfortunately, last game they had, I don't know if you guys saw this, the dunk at the end of the game that forced overtime. He he could have just laid it in before the buzzer, tried to dunk it. It was still on his fingers, so they didn't get the back basket. Oh, overtime. wow. Yeah, Arizona, they're, they're one of the most underrated teams every year because people kind of look at them and they're not in like a recruiting base that usually you look at great players from. But, but they have monsters, man. They have they some eight, monsters. Eight, like, right? DeAndre like they get very underrated for those things. Like they had a number one overall pick lately. This team is a lo- very similar. They ve- they put on a show, so I expect them to win, and I expect them to win by a lot. I didn't think Houston was going to beat Illinois. That surprised me, and they beat them pretty bad. So I wouldn't. I'm not saying that Houston's a bad team. It's tough to catch keep magic in a bottle here. 
I think Arizona, they put on a show. They probably win this game by uh, not 10, maybe around 10. Um, so I don't know. You guys seemed uh, pretty on Houston's plus 105. I think that's baiting you because I think you're looking at it and you're like, well, they just beat Illinois. I think it's tough to beat a great team twice in a row. It's tough to beat this great of a team after you just beat Illinois. So I think 100%. Arizona, they're trying to bait you into picking against Arizona. I'm going with Arizona here. Well, I late start yeah, I don't I don't actually hate like your perspective on that at all, because honestly, I could see putting that uh, putting like a small bet on Houston just in case and then really making your main focus the Arizona spread at minus 110. Yeah. And that, even in this so- game, different than the Duke game we were talking about, Houston by 11 plus is plus 430, whereas Arizona by 11 plus plus 360. So they're thinking that Houston obviously has less of a chance to win this game, whereas we were kind of shocked that they thought that Texas Tech could take a bigger victory than Duke yeah. in that last matchup. But yeah, I mean, that, Arizona, Texas Tech Duke game's puzzling to me. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still kind of wondering that. about that one, but that's really my game of the night. I mean, then we could talk about Friday here. We're going to Providence. Providence taking on Kansas. That's not really that big to me. I think, I mean, Kansas is an absolute powerhouse, and I have them just rolling through Providence. We could save those picks for Twitter, too, if you wanted. Well, we um, can only make three of them, unfortunately. Yeah, we could talk We could talk light real quick on them. Light. Dabble a little unfortunately, bit. Unfortunately, we can't talk about the team that I think I want to talk about the most, St. Yeah, Peter's. Yeah, St. Unfortunately, we can't sucks. do anything about that. But for that Kansas game, I disagree, actually. I think Providence keeps it close. I still think Kansas wins, although Kansas has a tendency to choke in certain games. So I wouldn't be surprised if it did, but I think Providence keeps it close, but Kansas wins. That 7.5 is a very high number. Providence is a really good team. I don't understand why, like, you would take Kansas minus 7.5 at minus 110 when you could just go down and take Kansas winning by – one to ten <laughs> like yeah, that seems so much and that's plus 168 like i think that's going to be my pick for that game just because i think they're going to win and then yeah. i don't think it's going to be an absolute blowout but i think that mm-hmm. they have potential to cover the spread and then even if they don't i still hit you know like on one through ten so you know like that seems like so much more valuable so i would advise the the listeners definitely look at the win margin tab Yeah, I think that's smart. I was just looking at that myself. I think I'm going to save all my picks for these games till tomorrow just because I'm not prepared to make any like rash decisions. I mean, we still got a day until things could kind of settle themselves out. Lines are going to move for sure, too. All right. Well, you know what? With with that, then, for uh, for that, we can just stop the, the college hoops there, give the people just a little bit of a taste of what our Friday slate's going to look like, and then now we could head into the NBA. Not as big of a stacker as it was last night. I think last night there was like 11 games. Today there's only five, but some good matchups. And honestly, the first one, Cleveland at Toronto. A lot of people might be sleeping on this game, but I got a lot of I got a lot of eyes on this one. Truthfully, what do you guys think? Oh, I'm I'm on this one. I'm I'm heavy on Toronto. I think Cleveland on the road in this situation is a, a tough one there. Very close in the standings, if I'm not mistaken. I think, actually, Toronto's chasing Cleveland, so they don't have to be in the play-in. I'd be trying to avoid anything with the Nets right now after what happened yesterday. So I think Toronto's going to be trying to uh, push their way as high as they can get. I'm not sure if they can. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with Toronto in this. I actually agree with the 4.5, too. I think that's a 
pretty good number for them. I think they win this by six, seven points. So yeah, they have no player performance there. doubles listed for Toronto. Everything's just Cleveland centric right now, but I'm kind of in the same boat. I like Toronto. I was just uh, looking to see if there's yeah, anything juicy here. I'm hopping on the train. We're heading to Canada because uh, I'm digging the Raptors in this one as well. I really think that um, they have kind of just an underrated squad. They're so well-rounded, and Nick Nurse is a fantastic coach. So I think that defensive side of his mindset really brings a different perspective to like their team because they're undersized in a lot of the guard play, but they're able to make up for it because of guys like Scotty Barnes because of OG Ananobi and they have that length at the three and four. So I think that when um, the player props do come out for Toronto side, I'm really liking uh, Gary Trent Jr.'s picks in this one and his player props. I think that if you could find Gary Trent Jr. 20 points and a Toronto win, I'm going to hop all over that just because Cleveland doesn't really have a two or three that could guard him. So. Yeah, if Cleveland wins, I'm sorry, if Toronto wins this game, they are now tied to be out of the play-in. So I know this is a big incentive game for them Yeah, as well. they're, they're definitely winning this game. I, I feel it. Yeah. Well, do you guys want to head into the next one? Because I know I am extremely excited because we are going down south. We're oh, going to the Smoothie Kings Center. I know why he's excited. We have the New Orleans Pelicans going up against the Chicago Bulls. And... There's actually two reasons I'm excited for this game. One, because the Bulls are mid, and I am loving that they are proving that they are absolute mid. They have not beaten a team over 500 since November. November. That is months, bro. They stink. They absolutely stink. They were the number one seed going into the All-Star break, and they flopped, absolutely flopped. Like they, I know they were tied for the number one. Still, they were up there. They yeah. had it most of the first half of the season. And then, yeah, they lost Lonzo. They lost Caruso for like two, three weeks. But they stick, and I, I'm loving it. Second Same reason man. I'm all over this is because of my man, the one, the only, the handsome Jonas Valanciunas. And if you go under player performance doubles, the very first one, a J-Val double-double and New Orleans to win, plus 174, hammer at home, throw the house on it, we're going to Vegas. Matt, what do you think about Valanciunas' three-point shooting ability? Dude, I think, I don't know if I would necessarily bet on it, but he's, dude, he's a perfect modern-day center. Like, I think that he gets overlooked so crazy because he spaces the floor for them and he's able to get all of these rebounds at the same time. Like that is so, it is so difficult to be able to hit the mid range and even a three point shot and still snag 10 to 12 boards routinely. The other night I bet on his boards and he had 10 in the first quarter. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. I was going crazy, bro. He finished with like 19 or 21, like something like that. And it was just, it was absurd. So I think that even if you don't want to take the New Orleans to win, hammer home J Val 10 to 12 rebounds. Like, that's just cash. Yeah, I've got the Bulls covering the minus one, though, in this one. It's a team that's under 500, so you know they're going to win. Um, because if, if they were 500, they wouldn't beat them. But who is a – who? Uh, this is for Steve. Uh, who's had a bigger crush on a single person? You think Matt with Jonas Valanciunas or me with Jimmy Garoppolo? I'm, I'm starting to get Jimmy G vibes from him here. That's a tough one. That it's, really it's, is right, a tough has, one. Has Jimmy G made you any money, though? Like, Jay Val is sitting oh, no, here no. He all the regular dreams just year, lining so. my pockets for me. Like, I have true, Jonas Valanciunas true. just slipping me, like, 10 bucks every two days That's from true. his from his his bets. I think I'm going to roll with Jonas Valanciunas under – Point five threes at plus one twenty six. 
I saw Matt's face yeah, just go stone. <laughs> I was waiting. Like, I thought he was just like, wait. That's I why I asked just... Matt what he thought about his three-point shooting ability because he's plus money for under a half a three. So I hit on Butler's over half a three last night, so I'm a little hot on that. I think I'm going to roll with the under for Valanciunas. Yeah, and honestly, like, they have so much guard play. Like, the Pelicans are very slept on personally. Like, I think on a low, low-key note, they are a solid team, especially if they did have Zion back. I don't think he's looking to come back this season, but they just acquired CJ McCollum. Brandon Ingram is more than legit. Devontae Graham is a good enough guard, especially spacing-wise, that you can kind of play it off anyways. And then, like I said, you got J-Val, you throw in um, Zion in the four there. Like, all of a sudden, that team is looking pretty decent. So I wouldn't Zion sleep on that in terms of next year. Yeah, dude, like he's denting floors. And that That's was amazing. the other day. Like that was yeah. actually like they he had his new shoe on. Like that video was from the other day. He dented the wood floor. Like That's Zion is an absolute unit. Guy needs to get healthy. Yeah, I definitely want to see him back in the NBA. But with that being said, you could head down to Memphis where we see the number two overall pick of that draft class. John Morant, I hope he's playing tonight because he didn't last night due to a sore knee. I would assume that they gave him last night off so he could play tonight. They're going up against the Indiana Pacers, and they are a whopping. He must be playing because they're a whopping minus 850 on the money line, minus 12 and a half on the spread. So that's big. That is that's big. Seems like a tactical move if they were to have rested him against the Celtics, being that the Celtics are better competition. So. You don't put him out there on the floor. Because like, if he plays a bad game against the Celtics, then his confidence is down. Like Everybody's kind of view from an outsider's perspective on the Grizzlies is down. But now you bring him back against a shitty team in the Pacers, let him go off. If he is to play, Like I could see the logic there. But minus 12 and a half seems like a lot. Yeah, I think Memphis is going to be riding high. They beat Brooklyn last night. That was I was in shock. Oh, shit, what yeah. am I saying? The Celtics yeah, they beat Brooklyn. My bad. My yeah, bad, my they beat bad. Brooklyn. You're good. Um, Yeah, coming off a high like that, I... Without John Morant, if he plays it, the God bless the Pacers tonight. They're gonna get their asses kicked. Because... I think even if he doesn't, they have a chance <laughs> yeah. to cover the twelve and a half. Like yeah. the Grizzlies are that good, and yeah. like they just got Dylan Brooks back now, and it's really it's it's chaos. Like the Grizzlies are my sleeper team in the West. I think that they have a chance to even go to the Western Conference Finals. Like if John Morant finds that kind of shooting and like that magic touch that we see some guys come out with in the playoffs. And it seemed like he has that type of magic in the bottle type of electricity to his game. So I could very easily see that making a good push. And the West isn't that strong this year. Not as strong as the East, at least. So I, uh, I'm i taking them to, to roll through. I'll be interested to see, too, if like what Desmond Bain's role becomes when Brooks comes back and starts kind of getting his feet under him. Just because Brooks was that number two guy behind Morant last year for the Grizzlies. And now, obviously, Bain's stepped up big time in his absence this year. I know they're yeah. not exactly the same exact player, but when no, you get definitely. guys back got, on the court, it takes away from people's success. So it'll be seriously. Bain's been that. growing as the number two, so it's definitely I could see that happening. A little bit of friction. So you want to learn how to get that chemistry back and play yeah, each for other sure. Court. Yeah, but is now the time to be getting that chemistry back? Like it almost could stunt them yeah. because they've been rolling yeah. so good that like Brooks comes back. Does he disturb that a bit? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. They got well, a they, they have... got a good coaching staff over there. Taylor Jenkins does his job. So. New Jersey. He looks like any AAU coach too. He looks like every other AAU coach. He just looks so normal. Yeah, he's he's a Jersey guy. Just a Jersey, normal Jersey guy. Yeah, I think they got enough time that I think they'll figure. I mean, there's not a ton of time, but they'll figure it out before the playoffs. I would hope. How they figure out that number two? I'm not sweating the Grizz. Honestly, they'll get a decent matchup against a team like the Clippers or something with no Kawhi and PG, and they'll be chilling. Yeah, I hope. I'm sure. Yeah, I would hope. 
I'm going to uh, take us into uh, Milwaukee going up against Washington. Honestly, this one, a little bit of a stinker as well. Milwaukee is just a powerhouse, and I can't see them losing this game. I'm not seeing too many player props for uh, the other game, but this one I'm, I'm all over right now. So I'm going to cash in on some Kristaps Porzingis. I know it's disgusting. K-Piss. I'm cashing in on some of his props today. His three-point line has been relatively low, and it's going to be a floor spacing type of game. So I'm going to take him for at least one three-pointer. Man, I'm just looking at these player performance doubles. Like you're not getting plus money until you're taking Giannis at 35-plus points in a Milwaukee win. Like He's I just know such he could, a monster, man. I know. I, they know it. still like such a high number. Like He could easily go off, but like going off, he could still have 28, you know, like 35 is a lot of points. Sometimes I feel like people kind of miss that or lose sight of how many points 35 really is. Like, because Embiid, for instance, like 30, 30, 30, 30. And just like you kind of get used to that and you take it for granted. And then one night he has 22. Like, it's still a good performance, but it's just like it's tough, man, to score a lot of points like that on a consistent basis. How do you feel about Grayson Allen three threes in a Milwaukee win? At plus 182? Yeah. I don't hate it. I was just looking at Grayson Allen 15-plus on a Milwaukee win. Well, the only reason I'm concerned about the 15 points is because he hasn't put up 15. Yeah, he hasn't. I'm looking at it. Oh, man, since they played the Knicks. And I don't remember when they played the Knicks. The day before, the day after my birthday, January 28th. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't he's, put, I wouldn't do he's that. He's come but. up with a couple of 14s and 12s, but yeah, I'm not going to take that. But the three threes, See, I mean, it's knows. all shoots. Vegas right, knows so. the perfect line for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm looking and I'm thinking too, Matt, because I brought this up earlier when we were talking about somebody else's threes. I think it was in college. Like if you are of the mindset that he could get hot from beyond the arc and he and you were going to go with Grayson Allen, three plus threes and a win. So three threes get you to nine points. So it's like it's it can't be that hard to make up the rest of like six points. Like he only has to make two more threes if, at that point or get in the paint a couple times like and at. Just 15-plus points. Forget about the win. He's at plus money. He's at plus 230. So, I mean, I know he's, he's not really reaching that clip on a regular basis, but if you think he's going to get hot, then it's not that bad of a bet to make. Yeah, no, I don't I don't hate it. Honestly, the Bucks are so – like, Vegas and the Bucks just don't get along that well. I'm not seeing many uh, Bobby Portis props either, so he's usually the guy I like to bet on Bucks-wise. Yeah, well, that's another thing, too, is they kind of – they share the wealth over there. Portis has his nights. Middleton has his nights. Octavio yep. has his nights. Grayson Allen never really has a night, but oh, don't hate on Grayson. Poor, poor Grayson. Poor showed Grayson. All, showed Duke all that love earlier, and now we're shitting on Grayson. Hate to say it. Hey, uh, I, I love Duke. They gave us Tatum. Love him. You guys, guys want to round it out? High City. Fuck yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Heck let's yeah. do it. Well, this is going to be actually a very good game, and it's not on at ten thirty, so I'm actually going to tune in. A little bit. It's on, it's on at 9-10, a little more ethical of a time. Um, we got the Suns taking on the Denver Nuggets, and the Phoenix Suns actually come in as underdogs in this game. And if you look under player performance props, you will be incredibly disappointed to see that there is no Phoenix Suns player for, player performance props. So uh, I was going to hop all over something like a Booker 25 piece in a win because if you're putting them at plus 148 off rip, I want to know what Booker – 25 and that's going to give me so i'm just going to put that in regularly oh they have no suns players at all so well i like the suns in this one so (laughs) i'm actually going to differ on that because the suns played a very tough game against the wolves last night 
Timberwolves, I had them at plus 100. They almost made me some money, but unfortunately didn't get the job done. So I just think coming off a tough game from last night, Jokic obviously still has something to prove in terms of the MVP conversation, although many people think that's already kind of locked up for Embiid. But I think I'm going to roll with Jokic 30-plus points and a Denver win at plus 240. That's going to be a very good battle, him and uh, Aiden down low. I like that. I think he'll big body Aiden, though. I think he like he's got a little bit more of that nasty edge. Yeah, he does. He definitely does. Andy, what you feeling? I'm kind of with Matt. I want. I think the Suns are going to win, so it's well, kind of tough. Please. Andy, Andy, let me let me tell you something because I've been sitting here for the past like 30 seconds ever since I said that the Suns were going to win. Like at right after it rolled off my tongue, I was like, "Oh my God, wait!" They they like Steve said they did play the Timberwolves last night. And you're playing the Timberwolves, and then you're going to Denver in the Mile High City. I like, I don't know. That's a little bit sketchy to me. I'm a little suspect of that. I think that's and why they don't have any player performance. That so. might be. And might be Alfred Payton is their starting point guard right now. Sure. Yeah. Well, you just don't like him because he's he's not a Nick anymore. You wish well, he was he's your awful. point guard. He's absolutely oh. true. He should be playing for <laughs> Shanghai. So. Shanghai. Shanghai. Shanghai Shark Sharks. Trip. Yeah, I mean, Shout out sharks. for what it's worth, maybe sprinkle a little bit on some poker <laughs> props, but I don't know. Right now, Jokic is a monster, man. I hate betting against that guy because he's so good. And he just, like, even uh, like at the same time that I could see the Suns winning this game, I could see a Jokic triple-double in the Nuggets to win. Like, he's just that good. Is you know what's crazy, actually? I would hope so if you're a Suns fan. But real quick, what's crazy about that, Matt, is Jokic, like I said earlier, 30-plus points in a Denver win at plus 240. You go to the triple-double in a Denver win, it's only plus 275. So the odds don't really move that much. For I mean, if you ask me, that's a drastic that's a change big, in performance. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like a triple-double is hard to attain. I don't care who you are. Granted, I think on the podcast like two weeks ago, I was like, Parkell Fultz could be a triple-double machine if he, if he does the right <laughs> thing. Perspective I agree with that, people. though. You guys any, got any, any other picks for today? Yeah, I was just going to ask that. I don't think I do. No, I, I think just, I think that was nothing but vibes. Honestly, I have yeah, I got some good sure. picks out, and uh, yeah. yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling good about everything that I had uh, I had mentioned, and I'm ready to watch some hoops. A lot of hardwood oh, yeah. today, so let's uh, get it. Hardwood, cool. And like I said, be on the lookout tomorrow for my official picks for those Friday tournament games. I just want to give things a little bit more time to shake out, see if anything changes. But I certainly plan on putting out bets for all three of those games. Hell yeah. yeah Don't forget can't to follow do us on Twitter. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Follow Hondo us on Twitter P. and uh, go Peacocks, man. Go Peacocks. Go wow. Peacocks. Yeah, no, nah, St. Peter's. Uh, unfortunately, can't bet on them in yeah. New Jersey, but uh, we're definitely riding with them. St. Peter's, we're proud. with you. Make us Make proud. Make us proud. Let's go. Don't look yeah. like the sun's shining here. In New Jersey today, but the sun's shining on us here on Moneyline Madness. We can't thank you all enough for joining us on episode 13. We'll see you next time for episode 14. And that's it. Peace. Peace. Go, dogs. Sorry. I forgot.